You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In the air to left field, going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball back. Coming Coming down. down. What up? And welcome episode 15 of pine tar for breakfast what's up i'm kevin franzen it is tuesday may 14th and we are at the quarter pole well slightly below percentage wise of the quarter pole because we know that there's 162 games and after 40 games that doesn't technically get you to a quarter of the season but just slightly under so we're just going to give it the quarter pole uh philly's being three and a half games up in the nl east I think is very, very significant. Now, similarities. Oh, yes. There's similarities because they were at the same exact record last year. Better team this year. But nevertheless, same exact record. So we just know that it's not how you start, it's how you finish in this whole thing. But at this point in time, where the Phillies are, is in a really good spot. We know that. We know for a fact that the Phillies are in a great spot. I want to kind of, you know, touch over some things and and things that I I, I feel like we, as Philly fans, should be excited about. I think there's certain areas that we could definitely be a little nervous about. But that's, I mean, it's about any, any season. We need to understand that this season is going to be fun. And enjoy the ride because it's going to be an up and down at times. We're going to really enjoy certain things. And then we're going to really hate some things. So which part do you want to do? Do you want to do the miserable or do you want to do the the good? So a lot of good just off the bat. I mean, you could thank new guys just in general. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, fire. Gene Segura, minus the hamstring injury. We understand the importance of Gene, fire. JT Rio Muto, <laughs> anyone, anyone clamoring for Jorge Alfaro? Love Jorge, I, I, I love Jorge, but anyone wanting him back? I'm just asking, just asking an honest question. JT Rio Muto has been phenomenal, and I think you could be, you know you can go into so many different ways with him, but um, his leadership skills, obviously, last night he comes through in a big way offensively he's had put up some really good offensive numbers thus far but he alone has been incredible incredible so when I look at this season I, I'm, and I look at the offensive new guys I'm thinking wow okay that that's been really good um you go on the pitching side um we could think about you know Robertson has obviously the injury so we don't know that's the the inconclusive one I think there is a little bit from him. His leadership skills are shown in, in the pen. Just in general. I'm not saying it, it it's a must. Um, but I really think that we need to step back and we need to really think about this team and who they are and, and where we're going to go with this. So, at 24 and 16, at the 40-game mark, uh, did you expect more? I didn't. 
I expected this. I, I, this division is so ridiculous in general that it's hard for me to sit here and say like, yeah, oh yeah, I expected him to be like 30 and 30 and 10. No chance. It's baseball. It's beautiful. Technically, they could be 30 and 10. Some of the wins that they've had, or some, sorry, some of the losses that they've had. I got a new email if you guys want to know. Um, things that are concerning. Bryce Harper? Not really. The the way, okay, so I, I left him off of the new guys thing because I wanted to talk exclusively about him. Bryce hitting 229 right now. Bryce has seven homers. Bryce has 25 RBIs. Bryce is winning. Bryce has done a lot of winning in his career. I think winning follows him. Now, okay, World Series titles haven't. Okay, great. Winning happens. And he is a huge reason, huge reason, that we are talking about the Philadelphia Phillies in this manner. I do believe. Because... Without Bryce, I don't think Reese is having his overall season. Now, Reese is having a phenomenal year. We know that. Um, but I think there's a lot of benefits of having a guy like Bryce in front of you. They have to pitch to you. What's incredible is, you ever notice how good of an eye that Reese Hoskins has? I, I mean, that's like the one thing that baffles me for a young hitter is just his his eye in general. He's ahead in the count a lot. Is that a good thing? Oh, for, for Reese it is. Because let me count this. One, two, three, four, five. He is sixth in the league in batting average ahead in the count. Oh, by the way, that's 565. That's a pretty good clip. Now, when he struggles, it's like many guys. He gets behind in the count. So... Having the force in front of him, and when JT Realmito is going off behind him and having some good ABs and doing that, teams are they're trying to be real cautious with him, with Reese. And it's making you pay. Reese's numbers after a Bryce walk are over 400 with over 1,000 OPS. Are you kidding me? So you're, you're going to tell me that because of Bryce Harper's struggles, and I do this with air quotes, if you can't see me, well, you can't. But if you can hear me, I'm doing air quotes. His struggle is only benefiting Reese more. Because still, when guys struggle, they don't get on base. When they ultimately struggle, they don't get on base. Bryce is still getting on base. That's the scary part for, I, I, I think, baseball in general. I'm not saying that, you know, we're we're here going, um, oh, yeah, they're, they're just going to run away with this whole. No, no, no. They still need to. They still need to figure things out. There's certain areas that we'll, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I think with Bryce, enjoy it. Enjoy it if you're Major League Baseball. Enjoy the struggles of him right now. Because once that guy gets hot and this team's already winning, watch out. No, I'm serious. I, I, I do believe that. Um, other notes, I, I think that when you look at Cesar and the way he's played lately, offensively, um, I think it's two different players when you go offensively and defensively. His offense has been incredible. We do know that his his average well above you know 350 since April 14th. Um, that's a good thing. He's starting to drive the ball quite a bit. I I look at 
his defense, though, and it, it – look, what hindered this team late in the year last year? The defense. The pitching was pretty solid. I'm not going to say it was great, but it was pretty solid for the most part all last year. The defense let up a little bit. Not a little bit, a lot. They've addressed it except for some guys addressing it themselves. And I believe that Cesar is one of those that has struggled, and it is not about – look, you errors – very minimal, right? I'm talking about range. I'm try- talking about getting around uh, the infield and make you know keeping balls in in play. Nola being a ground ball guy, uh, we know Arietta needs help defensively because he is a ground ball guy. It, it just there there's a lot more need. Let's just go there. There's a lot more need for someone at second base to provide some range. So I mean that. I'm not saying there's pressure on Scott Kingry, but when he gets back, that's going to be one to look at. That is going to be one to look at. But he'd be having to replace Cesar Hernandez if that were the case. I, I'm saying this all, this is all opinion. He'd have to do that with Cesar Hernandez, who's hitting 306 with 14, 14 extra base hits. And that's really good. So. We need to really figure this out. We really need to figure this out. And Bobby Dickerson would be one of those guys that I would say in the ad, Paco Figueroa, in the ad when it comes to defensive play, base running, infield play, infield details. Those two alone could be, and and you guys could laugh all you want, but the way these guys work and the way they're diligent in their work could be as important as certain guys because you got to bring the best out of these guys. You got to bring more out of these guys. Do Michael Franco's, you know, recent struggles at the plate has his defense hindered? Not a lot. He's been okay. Not great. We know his limitations range wise, but Mikey has been more locked in defensively. And that's because Bobby Dickerson. Now I feel like Paco and, in and, with the outfielders, we're seeing better play. It's not great, but that's that more is talent wise, right? Or or not even talent wise. Let's go like just uh, you know certain speeds. Bryce has been playing wonderful out there in right field. He has. He really has. There's been a couple you know blips here and there, but aren't there all? They're always there, unless you're one of the most incredible players on earth. Email number two. While you guys are on this, listening to this thing, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, so when you look at this team, there are certain things that I do think are concerns. I still think the bullpen's a little bit of a concern. Um, Neris has been good. He's been great and spectacular at times. Sir Anthony's been good. Adam Morgan's been really good. Had a, had a little hiccup. Okay. Oh, well that happens. Um, I just, I, I look at the bullpen and I'm just going, I think they're, they're incomplete. I still think there is need, whether it's power lefty, whether it's a legit closer, <clears throat> there's someone out there, but I'm not saying that I'm just, I'm just, the reason why I would bring up Craig Kimbrell is the fact that he just solidifies everyone and he solidifies their spots. Craig Kimbrell would solidify Hector Neris. You're the eighth inning guy. Now we can make Sir Anthony our fireman. We can make him put, you know, we could put him in the sixth, seventh innings 
and go to if we have to through a special lineup, but a lineup that struggles against cutters, slider, hard sliders. Um, I, I just think a guy in the back who is as dominant as Craig Kimbrell is solidifies a bullpen, solidifies a bullpen who has really good intangibles. I think this team bullpen wise has the arms, has the stuff, but I just don't think they have the spots. I, I, I think with one guy, he can create so much stability in a bullpen that to me, it is really scary. But that's it. That's that, Again, that's that's my opinion. Now, starting rotation. Uh, we're getting to the point where the Aaron Nola stuff is starting to get to be real. We saw a little bit last night. After nine starts, only 46 innings. And he's got a 1.55 ERA. He's 3-0 with a 4.86. Okay. Now, I guess this this exactly is where people would say want to shed the 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 wins and losses, right? Because we're that just doesn't tell the whole story. Uh, after 102 career starts, he's you know a 1.17 WHIP. That's ridiculous. He's at 1.55 now. He's over, you know, a point and a half on his on his ERA from his career. So we'll see that at some point get back. But there's certain things that, that are cause for concern. It's more hits per inning right now. Last year you were looking at almost I don't know, carry the one. Sixty three less hits than uh, innings pitched. And right now he's at six plus six hits over innings. And that that that's a little concerning to me. Uh, you can look at his stat cast, his numbers look, I mean, you're looking at his velocity compared to last year, last year, 92.7 with his four seamer, he's at 92.5. So there's no area of concern right there. Go to the batting average last year on his four seamer, 216 this year, 319. Last year, curveball 78 miles an hour. It's at 79 right now. So maybe you know, I have no idea. I'm not a pitcher, so I'm just going off of maybe stoning a little harder, maybe not getting the break that he wants, the control that he wants. I have no idea. I'm just saying this. Teams hit 155 on that pitch last year. They're hitting 274. So there's something going on right now with with that. This change has been phenomenal. You know, last year teams hit 238 on it with 15 extra base hits. 15 of their 41 hits were extra base hits against the changeup last year. Uh, this year, he's only given up five hits on the changeup. I mean, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie, it's pretty good. So the, that's not the one that concerns. The sinker's not concerning because last year teams crushed it. This year teams are hitting 182. Actually, I take that back. I flipped it. I, I, I'm not dyslexic. I swear it's they hit a 182 last year. They're hitting 375 this year. Uh-oh. That's a little scary. But the, the biggest concern because of the two pitches that he uses more often than not, the four-seamer and the curveball, those are getting at, hit at a high clip. There have been 109 at-bats ending with either one of those pitches, and there's been 32 hits. Teams are hitting 294 on just those two pitches alone. So that that that's cause for concern. Um, you look at 
Aaron Nola in general, and, and and then that's where I stop. I don't even, I don't worry. You look at numbers, I worry. You look at Aaron Nola, I don't worry. I look at Aaron Nola and I see, I have the ability to go into a clubhouse. I have this um, um, pass. It's pretty cool. It's called a broadcaster's pass. You go in there. Anyway, uh, this dude works. This dude is continuously trying to figure things out. So that's why I don't worry. I started out by saying I worry. Well, that's kind of the the, the cause effect of this whole deal. Um, Arietta's been good. Zach Eflin's been phenomenal, and I do think we're we're seeing the tip of the iceberg with him. We have just started to see it, and people are going to go, "Well, he's had runs before." He's twenty five years old. Which is number number two part with him. He is that's scary. I, I would never have thought Zach Eflin was twenty five years old. So I look at him and I'm going, All right, well, yep, sky's the limit. His stuff's up. His connection with Andrew Knapp right now is up. No personal catchers, we get that whole thing, but it has been fun to watch those two work and and do now Nick Pavetta Vincent Velasquez incompletes we do know that not living up to what we want but but with that being said Jared Eikhoff Cole Irvin they've come in and done a a hell of a job a hell of a job Jared Eikhoff going tonight in game one in, in game 141 dang I'm skipping out a lot of the year but yeah game 41 I think is a uh is a big deal so more positives and negatives, but the negatives are pretty, I, I, I think, blaring. And the negative parts right now, if you were to go as holes, I think it's not even a negative. Gosh, it sounds like so bad, but more of the bullpen. Bryce is what we call in air quotes struggles uh, at Aranola. So if you're going to have all those and be 24 and 16 at the quarter pole, <laughs> it's that's quite good. Because at some point, Bryce is going to click. Aaron Nola is going to click. And the entire bullpen, just in general, will click at the same time. And who knows where they will be at that time. But if you can weather the storm, and they've weathered the storm. They've weathered the 19 games of Bryce really, really struggling. Email number three, if you heard that coming through. Nice. Um if they could weather the storm and they have and be 24 and 16 when Bryce has air quote struggled when Aaron Nola air quote struggled they're in a great spot all right so that's uh the Phillies side on pine talk for breakfast with Kevin Franzen if you want to keep listening stay tuned I'm going to come up in the after this break talk a little major league baseball at the quarter pole some things are way past the quarter pole that's going to come up next. You can picture Chase Utley's swing and picture Chase Utley's throw. Now picture him as a Philly forever at the Toyota Chase Utley Retirement Night with a special pregame ceremony Friday, June 21st against the Marlins. Order at phillies.com. What up? It's Pine Tar for breakfast or lunch or dinner, whatever you want it to be, but it's Pine Tar for everything with me, Kevin Franzen third wheel radio broadcaster with the Philadelphia Phillies. 
I'm doing like kind of a, a quarter poll review, and especially when it comes to Major League Baseball now, we talked about the Phillies, talked about the positives, some of the negatives, um, and to be 24 and 16, I, I, I think is incredible. Now, if we're going around Major League Baseball and talking quarter poll and, and surprises, um, I think easy to say one of the number ones would be Tampa Bay being a, a half game up over the Yankees, being three games up on the Boston Red Sox. But then again, it's really not that surprising, especially after last year. But what is surprising is that Boston is only three games out and they were playing horrible baseball, horrible baseball. And we are now finally seeing, I, I mean, really the real Red Sox. They're plus 27. They're only four, three games above 500. The Yankees are plus, uh, eight games over 500 at plus 36. They're the same exact record as the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, there, there's certain things. Now, the Twins, I've, I've said, were the team that in the Central were going to win the Central because I felt like the, the Indians were kind of overlooking them, kind of trying to do a little too much as far as getting rid of guys, even though they didn't. They just... There's too much talk. I just felt like this this wasn't right. They're a minus 12 in the run differential. Minnesota's a plus 50. Can they keep that going? I do think so, as long as the starting pitching is that what it is. I think their offense, I think offensively, the Minnesota Twins, if you're a Phillies fan, you understand and you saw that this, this offense could be pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Jorge Polanco is having a phenomenal year. If you're not paying attention... The shortstop for the Minnesota Twins hit 327 with a 10-13 OPS, and he has 12 doubles, four triples, eight homers. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They just got – they have guys. They have good base they, – they really have a lot of good baseball players. Byron Buxton is starting to, you know, really, really show his offensive upside minus the homers. I mean, his defense is incredible. You can go all up and down um, clubhouses and, and just talk about Byron Buxton. Oh, that guy goes and gets it. He's a stud. He's, you know what the best part about for me about Byron Buxton? I just like to throw this out there. Um, I've always liked him because everyone's hyped him up, and I just feel like he's always been very even keel about certain things. Um, it is the fact that I love watching fast outfielders, A, because I was slow. B, I wasn't an outfielder, truly. Uh, but see, I love watching outfielders with incredible wheels take perfect routes. And number two, part of that, not afraid of the wall. Byron Buxton's not, not shy of anything. Uh, that AL Central, with all due respect to the Chicago White Sox, to the Detroit Tigers, to the Kansas City Royals, Royals, did I say Royals? Royals. Not very good. Now, we were just in Kansas City. The offensive upside for them, insane. Their pitching staff, eh. If they could get something locked in pitching-wise like we saw years ago, we know that they, they, they are so athletic. So that that's why I can't say they suck. I can't say the White Sox suck. They got guys. Detroit, they're the ones that, I mean, are they the most surprising? I think so, but they're not because minus 56 run differential, I think that that's very, very very telling. Go to the AL West. Is it really surprising? The Houston Astros are 27 and 15. The best, I believe it is the best record in baseball. Yes, it is. Um, 
They're plus 76, which is ridiculous. Yeah, plus 76. It's ridiculous. Now, I'm a little surprised at the teams behind them. Seattle got off to a really hot start. Not surprised that they have backed off quite a bit. Now, two games under 500. Uh, the Angels just not good. Can we get the guy? Can we get Mike Trout in the playoffs? Can we figure out a way, people, to get Mike Trout in the playoffs? I mean, can we just get an exemption? You know how they do in, in, in the PGA? You can get like a player's exemption. You can get like a, a, a tournament exemption, sponsor exemption, whatever it is. Can we get the playoff exemption just for Mike Trout? That's all I'm asking. But when you talk about the Houston Astros, we could talk offensively about so many things. How about Bregman? Bregman has 13 bombs this year, 33 RBIs. He's only hitting 275. And I say only because this dude's an unbelievable hitter. And I say it like that because it's like how we talked about with Reese and left-handers. He could have this high sluggy percentage. He could be raking, you know, slug-wise versus lefties. I just feel like he should be hitting like 500 against left-handers. Well, Bregman's a guy that I feel like should be hitting like 330. And he's not. But that's why I'm not worried. Altuve's on the DL right now, but he's hitting 243. 243 for Altuve. But he's got nine. Uh, maybe the offseason sneakiest, best signing of all was Michael Brantley. You know, Phillies fans were talking about Michael Brantley or Andrew McCutcheon. I'm happy with Andrew McCutcheon. They needed right. They need right-handed hitters in that lineup. They also need left-handed hitters. So it was like pick your poison on the whole thing. I liked Andrew McCutcheon based on one thing, and that is durability. Durability is a huge thing for me. If he's not going to be available, then that's not a good availability. Michael Brantley right now hitting 333, 20 extra base hits, 10 of them homers. Yep, I said it, 10 homers. George Springer's been ridiculous. So offensively, they've been special. Uh, Pitching-wise, though, I think is where I don't think we talk enough about because their offense is so good. I mean, where do you want to start? You have you have Verlander, who's 6-1 and one with a 2-5-1 ERA. He's got the elixir from I don't know who. I love it, though. Uh... Garrett Cole's four and four, so he's been like eh when it comes to record wise. He's three eight eight. How about fifty five innings and eighty six punchies? That I I did not stutter on that one. No, I did not. So he's been really good. Their bullpen has been the one that's kind of been the question. But when you look at Ryan Presley, he's gone eighteen innings, nine hits, eighteen strikeouts. Um, oh wait. Am, am I? He's given up zero, not even a run, not an earned run, not even a run. He is. We were May fourteenth. I, w- I was saying May fourteenth, and Ryan Presley has given up zero runs, and he is not even your closer because you got Ozuna, who is ten for ten in, in converting. Roberto Osuna, two and zero. Oh. 0.52. Okay, so between Ryan Presley and Roberto Osuna, 35 and a third innings, 14 hits, one run. One earned run, but one run. 
And even more impressive, how about this? These two guys, I don't know which is more impressive from Ryan Presley, which is the zero runs or zero earned runs, however you want to look at it. I'm saying zero runs, is the zero walks. Now, what about Roberto Ozuna? One walk, 33 strikeouts, one walk. You want to know why you're 27 and 15 and six and a half games up in your division? Go to your back end of the bullpen in the eighth inning, in the ninth inning, and what do you have? Stupid. That's what you have. You got guys that are stupid in the back of the bullpen. So the Astros, to me, are simply the best team in baseball right now. Does it mean that they are later on? No. But they are the best team in baseball right now. The NL East, I'll come back to because I want to finish up with that. But like, Okay, so let's go to the NL West. Dodgers are are what a lot of people I didn't expect them to be this this good. I didn't expect that I didn't expect Cody Bellinger to be a 400 hitter at this point in time. Uh I I did think that my, you know, pick the click for the entire year was going to be the San Diego Padres, not only with the young talent, but then when they had Manny, I just thought that was going to put him over the top, but Fernando Tatis Jr. being out, I think that has kind of hindered him a little bit, but um yeah, just a tad, just a tad. Uh, when you go with the Arizona Diamondbacks, I would, if you told me at the beginning of the year, they'd be at, at after 42 games, they'd be 23 and 19. I'm just laughing at you. Like, you know, Jack squat about baseball, but then there's the beauty of baseball. And these guys, they got guys stepping up. David Peralta is having an all-star year. He's got 20, was it 24 extra base hits this year? Six, six homers. Christian Walker's played unbelievable. Escobar's been great. They've been raking. You know, Adam Jones has just done what Adam Jones does. He has eight homers. Two, he's hitting 271, 832 OPS. No one wanted him. That's cool. So, I, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, you could look at in the NL West. Not surprised the Giants are where they are. Not surprised where Colorado is. Not because of offense, but because they're pitching. I just... Look, they they were so good for what a year two, pitching wise. Do it a third. I can't. I couldn't see it. Like Kyle Freeland, match up what you did last year. That's when you know because it is a different beast in Colorado. Um, the NL Central to me in all of baseball is the best division. Look at the records. Look at the talent. Look at just the top end. Twenty four and fourteen for the Cubs. Twenty four and nineteen for Milwaukee Brewers. Twenty two and nineteen for the Cardinals. The Pittsburgh Pirates are twenty and eighteen. This division is ridiculous. This division is ridiculous. How about Pittsburgh's a, a two games over 500, and yet they're a minus 41. Cincinnati's five games under 500, and they're a plus 30. Their pitching's not been that bad. They really haven't been that bad. Tanner Roark from Washington goes over there. He's three and one with the what I think like a two four seven ERA, three four seven ERA in Great American Ballpark. That's a hell of a year. That would be an incredible... He's a 3-2-7 ERA. So, they've been really good. Luis Castillo, the pitcher. He's been... I mean, if you, I don't know if you've seen this changeup. Him and Chris Paddock, the, the rookie from the Padres. Sweet trade for Fernando Rodney Marlins. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I look at this and I go, this team, I mean, they are... On, they are on the verge. There's there's something about the Reds that are they playoff contenders? No. 
but they're scary. Their team, I feel like you got it. If there was a time to get them, it's now. Don't let these guys get hot. I just feel like just don't let them get hot. They can ruin some summers for people. They could. Offensively, Suarez has been incredible. Uh, Dietrich, the, you know, I'm not going to call him a one-hit wonder, but the guy's got 10 homers. He's got a double, a triple. That's it. Um, he's feeling himself. He's dressing up all all different kinds of ways uh, to try to be cool, but he's he's doing it, I guess, if you like that sort of thing. He's got 1,000 OPS and only 83 at-bats. Whatever. I, I'm not sold on him. I'm not. I, I'm not. Joey Votto's hitting 206. Joey Votto is hitting 206. So they're five games under 500. I feel like when he starts going, they're going to be good to go. Now, what brings up to NL East, is anyone surprised, not only that the Phillies are on top, but it's really, it's only three and a half games up. I'm not surprised. I, I really do think that the Braves are going to be just, they're going to hover there the whole time. They're good. That I mean, they're they're really good. The Mets, they're four and eight half games back. They pose problems for the Phillies, I do believe, just based on just matchups. It, it something's going on there. Washington is, they're a good team. Let's okay, and and I say that, and I hope you listen. They are a good team. They have a horrible bull, bullpen. If they didn't have a horrible bullpen, where would they be? Where would this team be? That's it. Enough said. So the the beauty of being uh, a utility guy that played for many teams, you you meet a lot of people in the game. And and one of my favorite, if he, he might be a top two, three favorites in all of baseball is Mike Rizzo, the GM of, of the Washington Nationals. And Mike Rizzo to me is a, is a go-getter. He doesn't wait. He lets, he lets it breathe for a little bit. You know, you got a nice bottle of wine, let it breathe for a little bit, then pour it out for everyone. He lets it breathe enough and then when he's had enough it's on so he he's the one that scares me in this division because he wants to make moves he never is satisfied so that that's where it is no one's surprised about the marlins being 10 and 29 but the phillies being on top 24 and 16 with not a lot of things clicking email number four coming my way right now boom uh i just really think that if we look at this in a whole the Phillies are in a great spot. The Braves are in a good spot. And don't let the Nationals hover around. I just, I, I don't believe it. Like the eight eight games, that, that it's too early to tell. When you're eight games under 500 and you're only a minus 25, I do think that, you know, it could be worse. It could be a lot better. That team, if they didn't have the bullpen the way it was, uh oh. Think about this. Just in general, just in general, the Washington Nationals have given up 201 runs this year. They've given up 201 runs. I look at that thing and I just go, okay, that's that's good. That's kind of funny. Um because where are most of those runs coming? Most of those runs really are coming against the bullpen. It's not uh, It's not going to be the majority of it. But if you look at it, the bullpen for the Nationals has been god-awful. And so when they get clicking, if they get a couple guys, if whatever, 
they are scary for me. They're really scary. And I don't want that. I don't want them to, to, you know, be in that position because look, they pose problems. They have a guy, let's see, 15, 21, 33, 49, 50, 52, 62, 80, 86 of 201 runs. 86 divided by 201 equals 43% of the runs have been scored on the bullpen. Uncle. Uncle. So anyway, uh, if you're a Phillies fan, you're in a good spot. Let's get keep this thing going. I'm excited. The next 40 games, let's get a uh, we'll get a halfway poll. We'll do it at 81 games. We won't do it at 40. Another 40. We'll do it. At, you know, in 41 games, we'll do it. But that's it. Fine talk for breakfast. Kevin Francis. Peace.